Bibles to the book of 1 Thessalonians. Paul the Apostle used a word about five or six times during his writings of, in the New Testament. And it's a particular word that has always drawn my attention. And it's a, it's a word of, uh, of power, of energy, uh, of a lot of things. Uh, and the word is effectual. Effectual. And biblically, it means the same thing wherever you see it, either effectual or effectually. It means one thing. It means to be actively effective. To be actively effective. What is effective? effective. What does that mean when you hear the word effective? Am I effective? Accomplishment. Ask yourself the question. Am I effective? And I urge you to do that. Do that. I'm going to give you this moment. You don't have to do it vocally. Just ask yourself, am I effective? Am I effective in the kingdom? Am I effective in my family? Am I effective in my home? Am I effective in my marriage? And there's no other avenue that we can take tonight as far as the word effective other than it being God effective. Now we can be humanly effective in a lot of different ways. Now we can affect this and affect that. But when we are effectual or effective of God things, then there's a power contained in that effectiveness. Now either we are or we're not. There's really no in between. We're going to be effective or we're not going to be effective. We're going to be effectual where we go, what we do, what we say, how we act, or we're not. And Paul's writings here in the book of 1 Thessalonians, I want to set a, a foundational stage tonight with this scripture and this particular writing that he wrote uh, to the church at Thessalonica. And it's found in chapter 2, verse 13. And I want to read verse 12. Back up and read verse 11 first. 2.11 says, As you know how we exhorted and comforted and charged every one of you. You've been charged? Anybody ever charge you? What's that mean? Mm -hmm. Challenged. Mm -hmm. Well, it's kind of a combination of challenged and energized. So I'm challenging you to use the energy that you've been given to be effective. Mm -hmm. That makes sense? You know there's a lot of people that are absolutely dormant. Because they do nothing. Keep it all contained. Don't let it out. Don't, don't allow yourself to be effective at all. When God called us, he called us to be effectual. Paul here, I think we can agree uh, in his writings and it's evidentiary everywhere that Paul was a very effectual person, very effectual minister, a very effectual evangelist and missionary and church planner and worker in the kingdom of God. He, he was full of effectiveness. Because he knew if you are not effectual, then all your energy and all of your emotions and all of your whatever is not going to avail to anything. So it's the effectual presence of God and the Holy Spirit really that's within us that enables us to do anything. But I'm going to tell you, 
right up front, you can put a cap on the Holy Spirit being effectual in your life. You can bottle him up, cap him off, and set him to the side and be nothing and do nothing. But that's not what we're called to be. He said in, in uh, the remainder of that, let me read the whole verse again. As you know how we exhorted and comforted and charged every one of you as a father doth his children. Did your father ever charge you when you was a child? <coughs> Did he give you a mission? Give you a responsibility. Mm-hmm. We've all, probably everybody in here, has been or is now charged with responsibility. Sometimes much responsibility. We're supposed to take that and do something with it, right? Yeah, yeah. You got responsibility. Raising kids. Mm-hmm. How effective? How effectual are you? You got responsibility in a marriage relationship. How effectual are you in that? Is it positive? Is it productive? Is is it asserting the energy of God into your relationship? Think about this. Are you effective? Are you effectual? Continuing, he said in verse 12, that you would walk worthy of God. That's interesting. That you would walk worthy. That's, that, you know, we should all want that. We should all seek that. That you would walk worthy of God who hath called you unto his kingdom and glory. Man, that's exciting right there. Yeah. Who has called you into his kingdom. In his glory. Where are we going? Where have we been invited? What's called? It's invited. Mm-hmm. Who's inviting here? God into what? His kingdom and his glory. When? Now. Right now. Right now. To be what? Effectual. Effect- effective for who? For him. For him. See, God sends energy, the Holy Spirit energy, he sends it to us. And his expectations and purpose in that is for us to let that energy flow or that that effectiveness flow out of us and go effect far and wide. And to be effective in really our, our the totality of our life. This is something that um, as you do it and release it, it grows. I think you've heard me say uh, things along this line many, many times. As you receive God things, the purpose of it is to be effective in you and to grow, and then God will add more to it. So as we're being effective and we release that in that that's given to us by the grace of God in relationship with Jesus Christ, as we release that, God's going to replenish that and He's going to refurnish us with more and more, then we're more and more effective. And we're more and more effectual. Think about Paul many times. This is a guy who literally could have been worn completely out. Think about it. Physically. Exhausted. Why? Just the things we read about that he did. And there's much that's not in the word that all the disciples, even Jesus himself, there's much not in the Bible that they did. I'm Mm -hmm. talking, if we had everything that they did, it'd be a, man, we'd have books piled to the ceilings and, and stacked up outside. But the effectiveness, when God calls, and, you, and and I'm not just speaking of Paul, I'm speaking of, of those early disciples in the early church, because they understood fully, if they're going to be successful, they've got to be effectual. They've got to affect the society around them. We talked here last week, I believe it was, of, of the church in Corinth, how it began to blossom and grow, and the church there after the day of Pentecost, how it began to blossom and grow and added <coughs> thousands daily. How was that possible? Because of what? Being effectual, right? Mm-hmm. Amen. There was a 
a magnitude of the Holy Ghost power upon these in this early day and early church that was so uh, emitting and so uh, uh, convicting and so powerful, it was effectual, the effect of God working through them. That's what effectual is. It's effectiveness and operation. It, uh -huh. It's something moving and, and stirring. And, and biblically, as always, it's in the Holy Spirit power. Yeah. It's in the power of the gospel. He said... In verse 13, for this cause also, thank we God without ceasing. Paul's always thankful. Because when you, listen to this, when you received the word of God, which you heard of us. We talked about this past Sunday. When you received the word of God, which you heard of us, could say from us. You received it not, or you didn't receive it as the word of men. Folks, that's key. You didn't receive it as the word of some man. You didn't receive it as someone's opinion. Now listen to what he says next. But as it is in truth. Mm -hmm. do we, are we not to receive the word of God as it is? Uh -huh. Amen. As it is. Short and sweet. <clears throat> plain and simple. Cut and dried. As it is. No diversion. No adulteration. No taking away. No adding to. As it is. Right? Why is that necessary? Why is that necessary in the, the essence of being effectual? You can help me tonight. That's a question. Why is that necessary? If we're going to be effective, then why is it necessary for us to take the Word of God as it is? Because that's where the power's at. That's truth, amen. That's where the power's at. If you divert or you you stray off or you try to contaminate or adulterate or, or mix something else with the Word of God, you're going to lose your power. It's not going to be there. You take the Word of God as it is and continuing in truth. Is that not that's the key? As it is in truth. Who reveals the truth to us? God. God. How does He do that? Through His Word. Through His Word, which is ministered by what? The Holy Spirit, which speaks to yes, who? Amen. Man. Paul said, it's not man. It's not some man's word. It's the truth, and it's brought about by the way it is. The word of God is what it is. It'll always be what it is. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Mm -hmm. And the truth of it is, that's your empowerment, and that's what it is that makes you effectual. Continuing reading that verse, we're going to pick up on it right here. The word of God, which, what's your Bible say? Effectually worketh also in you that believe. Oh. Is that interesting, anybody? I'm going to read it again. The Word of God. What's Hebrews 4.12 say about the Word? Something about a sword? Anybody remember that? How about a double-edged sword? Remember that one? Amen. Two-edged sword, able to do what? Here, saving to the dividing asunder of bone and marrow and soul and spirit. It's the same uh, word that Paul's talking about here, which effectually works in us. We grow, now listen, we grow accustomed to reading, just reading the word. And, and that's good. We're supposed to read the word. But sometimes that's where we leave it. And then, well, I'll come back tomorrow and I'll read some more. And we never allow it to be effectual in it. 
I think a good prayer would be God every day. As I read your word, help me to make it effectual, not just something that I look at and say, okay, I read a chapter today, so I'll see you again tomorrow. And we'll do the same thing over again. Make it effectual. How do we make it effectual? Another question. How do we make the word of God effectual? The Amplified says, um, which is effectually at work in you who believe, exercising its superhuman power in those who adhere to and trust in and rely on it. Exercise. Put it in into motion. <laughs> Putting it into effect. By living it. And letting others see God shine through. Living it. There you go. Look. Letting it be alive, living yeah. it in you. See, we begin to be generators of effectualness. Living, walking, spiritual, godly generators of effect of God wherever we go, whatever we do. It's what we should be. Now, just there's not a switch in here anywhere that you can flip it off and flip it on at your convenience or for the sake of whatever. This is a constancy that we're talking about here. But when Paul talks about being effectual, he's talking constant. Constantly effective with my life, what I do with my life, who I touch with my life, what I say in my life, how I act in my life, everything is effectual. Now, in his statement here to this church, <clears throat> uh, Brother Tanner, actually there was a Sunday school lesson, I believe out of Thessalonians Sunday. Um, but as uh, he brought this up too that uh, this church was a, a thriving church and uh, Paul is kind of in the the tense of coaching here he, he's, he's, he's commending you know what a commendation is commendation is an award you put on somebody uh, not to pump them up and glorify them but hey you're doing great you're doing good I commend you for what you're doing that's really what Paul's doing here thanking God for them uh, your effectualness is very evident. Uh, what you're doing is being seen, not just for the purpose that you get to say, hey, look, 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 look what I've done, but no, look what the kingdom of God is doing through me and how people are being touched and moved Amen. and their lives being changed. Is that not the result we're looking after? Yes. Other lives will be changed. How effectual are you? I'm going to keep asking this. How effectual am I? What, what are we doing with our energy that God has supplied us and provided us with. When did it, let's back up. When did he supply us and provide us with the kind of energy that we're talking about tonight? When did he do that? What, what gave us the opportunity to even receive this? Cross. Mm -hmm. The cross. Man. Right there. That's what brought God to man right there. And opened up the veil and said, you can enter the Holy of Holies now. We've been talking about some of this stuff for a while. If you've been here, you're going to recognize it. The Holy of Holies, you can enter in. You have the opportunity now to be effective, 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 more effectual than has ever been possible for man to be. And so goes forth the gospel. But the gospel, the best sermon ever preached is the gospel lived. That's what others see. People you associate with may never darken a church house door. They might not want to go there, but they see you. And they see me. And we're either effectual for God or we're not. And the more effectual we are for Him, then there's a whole lot greater chance that these very people are going to be detoured from their hellbound destination to a heavenward destination. Now, ain't that great? Amen. When we're effectual, that's the very thing that can happen. Mm 
that's supposedly what we're seeking more than anything else. You know, much of the church society today and such is seeking things. If God blessed me with things, then man, I'm I'm just I'm doing great. That's that's way down the line. What we're supposed to call by the gospel, by the work of the cross, to reach everybody we can reach, to be effectual to someone else, that they come to the saving grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. That's the utmost of effectual. What Paul's saying. We're going to look at another scripture. Feel free, you can insert here tonight. But uh, same words. Look at uh, 1 Corinthians 16 9. Back up just a little ways. 1 Corinthians 16 9. Paul's talking to the Corinthian church now and he's talking about uh, talking to them here at the latter part of his first letter to the Corinthians about uh, his journeys through Macedonia and he says here uh, in verse 9 I don't want to elaborate too long for the sake of time but he says in verse 9 for a great door and effectual is opened unto me what he's saying is a great effectual door has been opened to me what in the world is an effectual door? anybody want to take a stab at that one? What's it's Paul how, talking about? It's how what you open that door, what what's inside of there comes back on you, and then what, what you have. That's back. good. An effectual door is is now now think about this. It's kinda like, you know, I stand at the door and knock, Jesus says. Open. But you ain't gonna get nothing on the side of that door till you open the door. Mm-hmm. He says a, a great effectual door is open. Yes. I want to read it exactly. For a great door and effectual is opened unto me, and there are many adversaries. Of course there are. That's why we need the effective power of the Holy Ghost and the effective power of God. Paul knew, of all people, he knew about adversaries. He knew that there was a real enemy who's named Satan, who is the opposer of Christ and all to do with Christ. And here he's saying, there has been a great effectual door open to me and readily, readily identifies, even though it's great and effectual, I can expect adversity. I can expect the adversary to rear up against me, but even though it does, when we have the effectiveness or the being, we have the ability to be effectual with holy power, who's more powerful? We are, right? God in us at least. Amen. So Paul here all through his missionary journeys and such as he's establishing these churches and revisiting them and sending them letters, uh, again, he, he's commending and he's uh, here we find in, in the essence he, he asks for this church's prayerful support. Pray for him. This great door most often requires a lot of prayer, right? Mm-hmm. You ever just waltz off into something and forget to pray? Mm, don't go too well most of the time, does it? Especially a spiritual journey. You got to be constantly praying and having other people praying for you. Paul's laying this groundwork of churches everywhere he goes. He's he's responsible for the planning of multiple churches, and he gets them built. He gets leaders established, and he he gets them work uh, full of the Holy Spirit and and the gospel. He starts at the basics: the gospel of Jesus Christ, the cross, the death, the burial and the resurrection and the ascension, the basic fundamentals of Christ. Then he begins to elevate them in the power of the Holy Spirit, how they can be effectual. 
Let me see, saying this right here. Let's look at another one. Feel free to comment anytime. Uh, 2 Corinthians 1 6, right on down the way, just a little bit. This seems to be a, stopping here just a minute, and I kind of elaborated on this start. This seems to be a kind of a favorite word of Paul, although it's, it's not mentioned, but again, like six, seven times, maybe whatever it is. But it's kind of a favorite word symbolizing empowerment and an injection of ability, uh, effectiveness. So he's using this, and he, but he's careful not to just use it every time he turn around. He's emphasizing when he uses this word of the power that's involved in the availability we have to being so effective or effectual or being effectually present uh, in our ministry and our lives. Okay. We are at uh, 2 Corinthians 1, 6. Start with verse 3. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of all mercies and the God of all comfort. That's pretty good titles. Amen. Who comforteth us. God ever comfort you? Amen. Man. You know, I've seen it just recently. People Amen. really need, nobody's comfort, but God's a work. I mean, there's times when they, you know people try, they hug you, they. But I'm gonna tell you, there's times when God is the only comfort that will help. Who comforteth us in all our, my Bible says tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble. Oh, isn't that interesting? He comforts us when we're in tribulation. Why? that we may be able to comfort them that are in trouble. That There, there you go. There's effectiveness again. Right? That's being effectual. God comforted us. We can now extend His comforting mercy to somebody else that needs it. Amen. What kind of effect is that talking about? Great effect. Going on. By the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. Let's get Paul again saying, I'm speaking from experience. Speaking from experience. God's comforted me. I've comforted others. You have the same ability to comfort people. I'm grateful, thankful for the comfort of God. This this effectual comfort extends further than you could even imagine. Because when the heart hurts, when the heart's broken, when the heart's shattered, anybody ever been there? I'm gonna say it again. Come on. The only real healing comfort that can fix that is the comfort of God. Amen. Like many times, Paul knew what he was talking about right here. He had people turn their backs on him. He had people throw him in jail and treat him miserably. He had people deny. He had work associates. He had ministry associates turn on him. How heart-rending do you think that might be? So he knew full well the comfort that God's got. Awesome. Okay. Verse 5, for as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also aboundeth by Christ. Consolation's comfort. That's where he gets it. That's where I'm getting my comfort from is, is, is God. He's comforted me, now I'm giving it to you. Verse 6, and whether we be afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation which is effectual. Which is effectual, listen to this, in the enduring of the same sufferings. 
So here we find effectual in the midst of endurance. We are allowed and enabled to endure through tribulations and troubles because of what? The effectual power that God gives unto us when we accept and receive as we started out when we believe in Christ Jesus. Uh -huh. Amen. There's that effectual ability. It's awesome. Very sustaining. Uh, in my quite a few many years I've had instances and opportunities to deal with, with a lot of people who I'd say is in the bottom of the barrel. There ain't no place to look but up. Downs as far as they can. I mean, that's it. They're at the bottom. Life's in shambles. Maybe their heart's broke. Maybe they have no hope. Maybe they're in complete desperation. And I've made a statement before, not mine. I've heard it before. Is, you know, when you're at the bottom, the only way you can look is up. And there's always comfort. When you look with a sincere heart, there's always comfort waiting to come your way. No matter how deep you are, or how bad it gets, or where you're at, or whatever, God's comfort is totally able to lift us up and sustain us and put us back on the road again. Establish our going. David said, lifted me out of the pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet on a rock, and established my going. You know what else he said, though? He said, and put a new song in my mouth. Amen. You got a new song in your mouth? Amen. You've been raised up out of the pit. Now think about this. I ask you first, are you effectual? If you're effectual, you will constantly have a new song in your mouth because God anoints freshly every morning yeah. if you seek Him. Now there's some sings the same song every day. Bloom, despair, and agony on me. Deep, dark depressions, excessive misery. What a song. That's not a God song. That's not a God song. That's right. God's song is joy unspeakable and full of glory. Amen. Hallelujah. Peace that passeth all understanding. He put a new... I might have shared this before. But God just creates songs in me. I love music and I love singing. But I just get these. My wife can tell you. I'll get the guitar and sit around the house and i got new verses and they're just going all the time. It comes, tunes come. I'm singing. I'm making up different things. And it, it's, it's just praise to God. He'll give you lyrics. He'll give you words to praise Him with. Mm -hmm. I don't. If you don't think you can sing a lick, listen to me. God don't care what you sound like. He just wants to hear from you. Amen. He wants to hear you praise. It's joyous to Him. So I, I challenge you. There, there's a challenge. There's a charge. Take that with you and and develop that because God bless. All right. Okay. Effectual in the enduring of the same sufferings which we also suffer, or whether we be comforted, it is for your consolation and salvation. Cease that one right there. It goes back to comfort again. That's what he's talking about. Uh, Paul extensively uh, addresses this church with this same particular message. It's commendations. Uh, of course, earlier in the book, he, he makes some uh, adjustments to the church. That's necessary. We all need adjustments. But here he's uh, extending commendations and, and thanks to him. Okay. Moving on. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 7. We're just moving right on down through the New Testament. I put this in order where it would be easy. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 7. 
on this one, it's hard to get you charged right here. These others hadn't missed and should. I'm just going to read a single verse. Whereof I was made a minister. You know you've been made a minister, right? Amen. All right. You with me then. Whereof I was made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of his power. By the effectual working of his power. It's only by the effectual working of his power that we get anything. We're only able to be affected by the power that God gives us. And we, mm -hmm. we severely underrate that, I'm just going to say. We severely underrate the power that God gives us. Many times I've stood right up here and tried to make everybody understand grace is a verb. It's a power word. It's not a noun. It's an energetic word. It's a word full of energy. It's a word full of power. It's a word full of ability to be effectual. And that's what's being said here uh, with emphasis. That it's the power of God that makes us effectual. It's by His great and mighty and miracle working power that He gives to us and shares with us that we're able to use this and with no limits. How's the fruit of the Spirit possible out of Galatians 5.22? Love, joy, peace, gentleness, goodness, meekness, faith, long-suffering, temperance. How's that possible? The grace of God grace of God. That's called a fruit, by the way. Fruit of the Spirit. Where does it belong? Where does that fruit belong? In the life of the believer, right? Yes, amen. How's fruit effectual? Think of a simple fruit. How's it effectual? It's appealing, isn't it? Tastes good, right? It's nutritious, right? It's, got, it's God made. Fruit is God made. Well, until man started monkeying with it and messed it all up with GMOs and all that, we won't go there. That's my soapbox. Let me get off that right now. When God made things, He made it right. We're so messed up now in that realm that I don't know if there's anything original that even exists anymore in, in the plant world. But anyway, uh, the effectual ability that God gives us through, you know, you might think of the first one I mentioned is love as a, yeah, that's a pretty good word. Joy. Yeah, we have joy once in a while. Peace. Sometimes. Gentleness, goodness, meekness, faith, long-suffering, temperance, all those things. But see, when we make that fruit effectual, it has the ability to spread, to disperse, to grow, to be pleasant through us. Because we bear it, right? Let's talk about the believer. Fruit of the Spirit is what the believer is supposed to bear. So there it is. It's effectual. It's effectual. Okay. Any questions, comments? We're going to carry on here. All right. 416, same book. Moving on down the line. 416 of Ephesians. <clears throat> Remember the body? Who's the body? We are. We are. We make up the body. Amen. What is the body? Church? The church. We're parts of the body, right? Amen. We've been over that multiple times too. Now, <clears throat> here we go. I don't want to read the whole thing because we're trying to move. Uh, let's start with 15. 
4.15. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. Now look at 16. From whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplies, every part supplies, every one of us supplies something, right? Amen. Okay. According to the, there it is, what's your word? Effectual, your Bible say effectual? Working in the measure of every part. Oh, whoa, oh, oh, whoa, hang on. The effectual working in every part. So if the effectual working is not working in every part, what do we got? We got a malfunction, right? Amen. We got a weakness, right? See, this this is emphasizing the whole whole body, the whole group now. So this effectual working, he says, in the measure of every part makes increase of the body into the edifying of itself in love. See, this effectual working increases the whole body that it can operate and work in love. Uh-huh. Which again, power word of the Bible. Love isn't a mushy word. Love's a power word. Amen. Love of God's the most powerful force that exists. And people living the word of God are the most powerful force that exists. The church is supposed to be the most powerful source that exists. Yes. The body. So the effectual working of it and God working through it, I think you can see by now we're talking about the effectiveness of God working through the life of the believer. The effectiveness or the effectualness of the Holy Spirit working in the gifts and operating in the gifts that God gives to the believers. And it continues to enumerate. Again, it continues uh, flow and it flows greater. Then it flows greater. Then it flows greater. There's more energy. There's more power as we exercise and put into play the effectiveness that God's given us, His Word, His power, through endurance, it's for comfort, it's for ministry, it's it's for everything that we're involved in. It's to be effectual. Okay. Philemon, little bitty book. Philemon, it's a little, it don't even have a chapter hardly. Philemon 6. Down right after Titus. I want to start with four. You there? It's right after Titus, right before Hebrews. Just a little bit of short book. Short verse four. I, I'm sorry. Oh, I heard something. I thank my God, making mention of you always in my prayers, hearing of thy love and faith which thou hast toward the Lord Jesus and toward all saints. Now, here it is, verse 6. That the communication of thy faith. It means, what do we do when we communicate? That word literally means share. The sharing of your faith. Is that, is that what we're supposed to do? Share our faith? Okay. I want to use that word then, that the sharing of your faith may become, what's your Bible say? Effectual. Effectual. Listen how though. By the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. That's how it becomes effectual. By acknowledging every good thing which is in you by Christ Jesus. Man, he's a supplier. But it's in us. And we're effectual because of all the things that He brings us, all the abilities that He delivers to us, all the things He makes available to us, the spiritual gifts, the 
the, the anointing of the Holy Spirit, all these things are effectual or should be effectual for the kingdom. That's what's being expressed. Last one. We're going to look at James 5.16. This one should be pretty familiar. Right after Hebrews. There. Amen. I preached a few messages on this particular one verse right here. This is very helpful, by the way. Let me insert right here. More helpful than you know. Confess your faults one to another. Uh, comma. Amen. Why? what Paul asked for when he said that great and effectual goal was open to him. Mm -hmm. Prayers of others, right? Confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Effectual there, as I told you, this word means the same in every verse I've given you. Mm -hmm. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man if I can just elaborate and kind of stretch it a little bit, you could kind of say it this way. Super effective prayer gets a hold of God's chain like none other. Fervent. Effective. So effective that it's like, it's like rings bells. Is that possible? Absolutely. How do we know it's possible? Because it says right here, the effectual fervent prayer of what? A righteous. a righteous man or woman availeth much. How does it avail much? What does it avail? The word of God. His hand upon it. The something about <coughs> in, in closing here in just a minute, I'm gonna give you an opportunity to ask questions or comment, but uh, the, the awesome ability that we see in this verse is, again, it's, it's something that if we could just really get a hold of it and understand it, I want you to catch the word righteous there, of a righteous man. Holy living has dividends, payoffs of the heavenly kind. Now, the church world is rapidly escaping this business because it's got this crazy ideal that it can be as unholy as the unholy and still get God's attention. I don't find anywhere in my Bible where that's possible. And I'm going to preach, I will never preach that that's the case because it's entirely a wrong concept. Righteous, holy, pure, life, effectual for God, that kind of person's fervent prayer does great things. And what I receive from it is that's what we need to be striving for constantly. Bettering ourselves as much as we can, asking God to cleanse us and deliver us and, and make us more holy, and there's, there's entirely nothing wrong with that. That's a good prayer. Because to be effectual more effectual, that's exactly where we've got to get. 
a worldly believer or a worldly church, you're not going to gain much entrance into the avenues of God. It's not going to happen. But when we when we are, when we're we're holy and we're righteous and we, we try to govern our life by this, back to the very first thing we shared, Word of God, right? When this is our guide, this is our map, this is what we abide by, adhere to, stand upon, believe in, our power, our strength, our life, our everything, then we see the effectual power of God working in us. And we can be assured that he will continually supply that. So, how effectual are we? How effectual are we? How effectual is this church? How effectual is any church? I think it's a good question. I think I put it a different way at one point. What difference are you making? Some of us, when we enter into the day or the work week or whatever, we find ourselves in some pretty ferocious surroundings, some pretty ungodly characters, right? Sometimes we would sure like to escape out of those situations and just find some clean ground. You with me? But you know what? We find ourselves in a lot of these situations for a reason. That reasons to be effectual for God. It's easy to preach to the church. But it's a tough ride to try to be effective out here in this world we're living in. And like Paul said about that great effectual door, there's a lot of adversaries. But that shouldn't hold us back. That should give us the go ye. The more adversaries there are, the more adversaries that means we gotta take down, right? More glory for God, right? More credit to Him. Amen. More effectiveness for Him. God make us effectual, more effectual. That we can effectually minister the gospel to the lost and the unsaved. That we can effectually see people delivered and set free from bondage and captivity. That we can effectually see people healed of sickness and illness and disease and all sorts of things. We can effectually be a part, a working part of the body of Christ where miracles should be a common thing because of the effectualness that lies within us. Amen. And that's your feel for tonight. And comments, experiences, testimonies of what you've heard tonight that's come to reality. Anything. There was a definition of the effectually in Hebrew said uh, prove oneself strong. You know, and they'll say, you know, prove is, you know, an action word. Yeah. You gotta prove it. It is. And a you... scripture come to mind just can't be here is the word you gotta do, you gotta be doing. That's right. That's, That's it. Yeah. Faith without works is dead. dead. Being alone. Yes. Good. That's good. Anybody else? No, a long time, not a long time ago, but when I was at Rapid Church of God, and I mean, God would get me every time. I'd be so irritated with somebody, 
or something, just go in there and I'm just gonna give them the stink eye. And before, before I leave, I had to hug them. There you go. <laughs> he told me I had to hug them before I walked out that door. And when I did, it just all melted away. Ah. Everything but myself, I was still wanting to give a stink eye, but it was gone before I, I before I left. But you know, I I moved removed myself, my flesh. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes it takes longer to. than others. <laughs> but I did, and I let God do that. Now, as I've become older, I know that usually if there's something that's that's put in my way or there's something that keeps on, it's because God's trying to move me to a different level. He's trying to get right. me into affect that, not effectively, mm-hmm. affect that person also, mm-hmm. but to affect myself. I was getting ready to ask you if, if you can answer this question. Who's affected the most by those experiences? <laughs> yeah, yeah. any of us. Yeah, it, it's so rewarding it, when it you is. break through that, whatever it is that you got to break through. Too. I mean, it's like, oh my yeah. gosh, I just passed another level. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. stronger now. God puts you on another ladder, run. Yeah. I mean, yeah, awesome. That's good. Anybody else? Well, if you're not in a place where you can be effective, then you're not in the right place. I agree. That's what we're uh, built for. If you pray for somebody, you need to be effective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you can't be effective, ain't no use even praying. Yeah. yeah. You got to touch the right one, don't you? Effective in that right. You got to have the right one in you. You got to be prayed up and powered up if you're going to see anything happen. Yeah. Well, God's inspiring permission. I got to pick on Kelly tonight. How's it going? Good? Been effectual? Sometimes you don't think you are, don't you? You ever think that? Sometimes you don't. Am I right? You're here. What you get here, you take it and you're effective with it. Nobody's going to remember everything. But you take parts. You start applying it. You let the Word of God become effective. you got kids to raise. I don't know what I'm doing this for. Just inspired. you got kids to raise. you got a family to take care of. Effectual power of God that He's given you will enable you to do all that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it may seem like a real task and, and the mountain's too high or the valley's too deep. It is but about God. the power of God, you can do it. And do it mm-hmm. wonderfully and exceedingly. Amen. Bella was singing and she told me she made a song. It was a church song. But I didn't need to hear it. Mm-hmm. I forgot it. Oh, it'll come back. I, it, we believe it'll come back where she can hear it, don't we? And we're going to put our effectual faith to work and you're going to get to hear it. Great. You know, thank God for that instead of some of this junk that uh, they go around singing nowadays. Yeah. All right. Praise the Lord. Enjoyed this. Be more effectual in all we do. We can do that right here too among each other. Okay. So we're going to stand this minute. Anybody need prayer tonight? Okay. Brother Luther, I'm going to ask you, brother, good to see you and Christy again tonight. Ask you to dismiss us in prayer. Be effectual in it, brother. Thanking you for the knowledge and the understanding that you have given us. Father, we ask that you continue to bless us and guide and protect us as we go through this evening. And Father, I ask in your son's name, 
Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. God bless you. Oh.